0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: What's up and welcome inside Studio 34 for a special edition of the Fantasy Football Frenzy, the Fantasy Playoff Special brought to you, sponsored by DX Racer, brought to you by Roto Experts. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, I win chips, but they start in weeks 14, 15, and 16 in the playoffs. Frankie, baby, Frank Stanford, what's going on? Getting ready to fill owners in on what they should be doing at this time of year as we get ready for the fantasy football playoffs, how to win in weeks 14, 15, and 16. You ready for it? Of course, Corey. I'm, I'm ready for it. Thank you for having me, bud. Oh, thank you Thank you for joining me, Frank. I, I think you're doing a fine job with your fantasy leagues this year. You're going to be going to the playoffs in a lot of places, so I want to get some of your takes and your opinions and also bring some information and entertainment to the listeners on how the fantasy football playoffs should be handled. Because ultimately, at the end of Week 16, we want to be the last guy standing, but there's so much comes into that. Now, back in August, we always talk about, you got a lot of owners that call up and say, Well, I'm looking at his schedule for weeks 14, 15, and 16. For the most part, we say that's not the right way to go about it. Obviously, you don't want to look too forward at any point of the year, but I think now is the time where you begin to look forward and prepare your roster for that stretch run. You know how in the NBA, when you get to the playoffs, the rosters get shorter? I think the same thing needs to happen for fantasy owners.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that, uh, Corey. The, the problem with looking at the playoff the playoff schedule for fantasy before the season starts is that so much stuff changes. At, at this point in the season, we can start to look at the fantasy playoffs because we kind of have a an idea of how defenses play. Uh, are they better at stopping the run? Are they better? Uh, do they give up a lot of points to the pass? The quarterbacks, wide receivers. At this point in the year, we have a really good idea of how defenses play and how you know which teams that we can really target and and matchups that we like and that we can take advantage of at this point in the season we can't do that before the season because so much stuff changes I mean people, health number one for people, example people would have looked at Richard Sherman exactly C-box. that's a bad matchup Now, is it a bad matchup? There's no Richard Sherman. There's no Cam Chancellor. A lot of changes throughout the season, Corey. Injuries definitely
1: play a big part in how we break down and shake things down. Week 14, 15, and 16, we're going to get into that. Obviously, you can also get players get injured in weeks 14, 15, and 16. So, over the course of the next hour, we'll get you up to date on the handcuff situation. We'll talk some weather. We'll talk about some young players that can also get motivated and get going in the second half if they get an opportunity or if they get a shot. We'll also discuss some schedules at different positions. Which quarterbacks? If you play quarterback chicken all year, you don't want to lose that edge now, so we want to make sure that you have the right streaming options at quarterback. If you went 0 RB, maybe you need some more running back depth right now to help you around the way if you want to play matchups with your RB2 or maybe even your RB1 going down the stretch. We'll let you know. Obviously, a lot of guys' trade deadlines have passed already, but we want to get you ready to rear in case you need to make some last minute trades to get your team ready and set to go for the stretch front. Obviously, here on FNTSY Television, FST Here's wide radio. We're about helping you win fantasy football championships. So we're going to take it down, break it down right now. When we get back, when we return on the other side, we want to let you know which running backs. We're going to start with that also important position. Which running backs have the most desirable schedules in weeks 14, 15, and 16? You can start planning right now. Fantasy football frenzy, a special edition NFL fantasy football playoffs preview. Of course, part of the Roto Experts, brought to you by DX Racer. 843 6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fancy source 24 hours a day. What's up and welcome into a special edition of the Fantasy Football Frenzy, part of the Roto Experts, Corey Pawson, Fantasy Executive, Frank Stample, going to get you ready for the Fantasy Football Playoffs. Weeks 1 through 13 are guaranteed, weeks 14, 15, and 16, you got to earn it. Well, since you're headed there, we're going to let you know what to do to stay there all the way through the end and end the season with the championship coming up on the program today. Going to let you know which players have the easiest schedules at their respective position which players have the toughest schedule at their respective positions also we'll get into some injury talk let you know about some players that could be back in action in weeks 14 15 or 16 also weather plays a very important role my guy right here from the fantasy football best friends forever it is Mr. Frank Stanfield Frankie baby how many teams you got getting ready for weeks 14 15 and 16 uh, I'd say a majority of them. I
2: mean, I have the cut oh, line. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> hey, hey. Sorry. Hey, you got to play it up, man. Yeah. Uh, we know how the cut line works, so was, we're, we're getting started with that as well. Got the home leagues gearing up for those. Yeah. Unfortunately, man, the, the only dud this year was GST. Yeah, the GST that actually. Was dud,
1: man? Actually went bad for you, myself also, but we can move past that. Weeks 14, 15, and 16. Now, if you have a bye in weeks 14, you still continue to set your lineup. One of the things that, bothers me the most and why Fab, in my opinion, is so important as opposed to the regular waiver wire run is because when you have the lowest when you when you are the best team in the league, you draft well, you put your players out there, you set your lineup correctly, you almost get punished because you get that last wave of priority. And that's why so many times you see that sixth seed They come into the playoffs and they start knocking people off because they're picking up the hot players right now. Six seeds can be very, very dangerous going into week 14. A lot of times you'll see the six seed win the playoffs because in most fantasy leagues, I'll be honest with you, Frank, the best team does not win the fantasy league.
2: Yeah, I mean it happens in real sports. It certainly happens in fantasy as well. I mean I do agree with you. We see a lot of these guys break out late in season. We know uh, a couple of years ago when Odell Beckham first got drafted, mm-hmm. he was a pickup that you know got added, won a lot of people fantasy championships. Then now we're looking at some other rookies or young players. We think Corey Davis is getting ready to break out. We're looking at a, a Josh Doxon with the Washington Football Team. We think that's getting ready to happen. So I agree with you. I mean there could be some pickups late in the season where you know those middling teams or maybe those teams that were you know uh, that had some bad look throughout the season. They're getting those waiver pickups and then they're riding them into the playoffs and and those are the guys that are getting hot at the right time. Would one of those guys be D.D. Westbrook? I don't think that the Jaguars pass enough for that Mm. to happen. I mean, they they said it coming into the year and and, you know, good for them. They stuck to their guns. They said, look, we're going to play defense. We're going to run the ball. I really do think that the best chance that the Jaguars have at winning games is limiting how many times Blake Bortles has to pass the ball? We've seen that when they were in close games, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, that Chargers game. I mean, when, when he had to pass the ball more, he threw 50 times. He had two brutal interceptions in the fourth quarter. I just don't think they pass enough for D.D. Westbrook to do it this year. Maybe I agree in the with future, you. though.
1: I think that's 100% the correct case. Like you said, you got to look at these teams because now we what we have this deep into the season is we have statistics. We have stats. We know how many times a team attempts to pass the football a game. We know how many times that team attempts to run the football a game. Depth charts have We know who's going to be in there in certain situations. Obviously, we know which defenses are the ones we want to avoid. And let's start right there. Let's start with the running back position. Coming into the year, I was heavily, every race I could, depending on where I was drafting, I wanted to go bell cow theory with my running backs. I wanted to get me one fantasy stud, bell cow running back. Now, when I talk about a bell cow, I talk about a three-down running back, who is going to get you close to 20 touches a game, who is going to catch the football, and who's not going to be taken out next to the goal line. I was trying to build my fantasy teams around those players. How were you handling the running back position back in July and August?
2: Yeah, that's certainly something that I was trying to do. You have to get one of those guys early on. I would have said, you know, I like the balance approach. I really like the the late first round this year because mm-hmm. you can grab one of those heavy hitting uh, running backs and then you can grab one of those elite wide receivers as well. So I like that balanced approach at the end of the first round. If you had an early pick, obviously you could have taken a Le'Veon Bell. Unfortunately, you also could have had a David Johnson. But I do agree with you. Getting one of those heavy workload running backs, I was talking about that last year too because yep. we kind of we saw it start to change again because for a while it was a passing league. Everyone wondered why wide receivers. We saw almost the entire first round look like wide receivers. But now we're starting to go to transition back into that. You need to get a bell cow running back in fantasy
1: football. It does you a disservice if you do not have a running back, at least running back that you can go to every week inside your fantasy football lineup. And you talk about that back into the first round. And Let's start right there with that back into the first round. Because one of the guys that was going a lot in that back into the first round was at the time Miami Dolphin running back Jay Ajayi. Now Jay Ajayi is a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. At the we speak right now the Carrie's the touches are not really where we want to be. But when you look at the Eagles coming up in weeks 14, 15, and 16, matchups against the Los Angeles Rams, the New York Giants, and the Oakland Raiders should be a very fantasy-friendly situation for those backs in that backfield. Not only are the Eagles making their playoff run the same time that you are, but when you look at J.J. Legarrett Blunt, also see Corey Clement in the mix and some of these extra pieces. We don't really want you to have no parts of those, but let's talk about J.J. and
2: what you think he should be able to do down the stretch for fantasy owners. Yeah, I really like those matchups. We saw early on in the season the Rams were susceptible to the run. Uh, I think that can happen again. And then the Giants' defense, I mean, we've seen it for weeks now. It looks like the team has just given up uh, for Ben McAdoo uh, and and the rest of the coaching staff there. I mean, we see some Giants' defensive players running out of bounds, running away from the play instead of trying to make tackles. Uh, And then the Oakland Raiders, who, I mean, (laughs) the the Oakland Raiders can't stop a nosebleed right now, Corey. Uh, So I do like those matchups. The problem with the Philadelphia Eagles is, The way that Doug Peterson runs this offense, and it was the same way last year too, I feel like we didn't look enough into that. The fact that it was Ryan Matthews, it was a pure committee. It was Ryan Matthews, it was Ken John Barner sometimes, it was Darren Sproles, and now we have something similar to that as well. You know, in, in the latest game with the Eagles going up against the Cowboys, I'm sorry, Corey. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, JHI just seven carries, he did have that 71 yard run, but we saw, you know, once they got down near the goal line in the red zone, they're giving touches to Corey Clement, they're giving touches to Ken John Barner once again. So, it's a very volatile situation for Philly. I think just based on talent, you're still looking at Jay Ajayi as an RB2, maybe even a low-end RB2, but based on this matchups, he might be in your lineup. A lot depends on who else you have on your roster. I think he has to be in your lineup because he has that big playability. We've see him all;
1: we seen him already in the short time he's been with Philadelphia, Bust off a couple of long runs. Obviously, you want to see a more dependent volume, but like you said, no lower than an RB2. I don't see how he cannot be on your roster as you move through weeks 14, 15, and 16-1 Mr. Jay Ajayi. Now, this is an interesting one right here, Kareem Hunt, run, rookie running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Weeks 14, 15, and 16, he has the Oakland Raiders, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Miami Dolphins. No, they're not playing the Clippers. They're playing the Chargers. But when I see that the LAC, I think Clippers. But, we're seeing situations where Kareem Hunt, as of recently, has not really been getting it done. Nobody agrees with me when I say he's hitting a rookie wall. People say, "Well, you look at how much games they play in college right now." Playing that amount of games in college and playing that amount of game at the professional level as a professional athlete is two totally different stories. Kareem Hunt's touches going down, snaps slightly going down. We're not seeing the hundred-yard games. We're not seeing the seven-eight receptions. We're definitely not seeing the touchdowns like we were at one point. It sets up nicely for. Kareem Hunt, but you know Andy Reid, how he can tend to leave the running back out the game plan, not to mention the fact you got a rookie running back, seemed like he's pushing to get through the cross paths across the finish line.
2: Yeah, when we talk about workhorse running back, Corey, I mean, Kareem Hunt... Say what you about I mean, the yards per carry haven't been there. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week three. And, and that's not good for fantasy football. But the truth of the matter is, he's still getting 20-plus touches per game. He's averaging five yards per carry exactly on the season. So, I mean, based on that Matt, those matchups that he has in week 14, 15, 16, to me, he is a locked and loaded RB1. He's going to be inside that top 12 just based on this amount of volume that he's getting. I do agree with you. Uh, his usage has you know, has kind of fluctuated. We see that you know, when they go in that hurry up or they're kind of uh, playing from behind, they have Sharkandrick West in the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is troubling at times. You want to see him get in the end zone again, but I just think just based on the volume that he's getting, still getting around those 18 to 20 touches per game, he's still going to be in your lineup every single week, but I do agree it has been worrisome.
1: Now, Kareem Hunt is a player that is particularly interesting because more than likely if you're a Kareem Hunt owner, you shot out early in the fantasy season. That first month, the first six weeks, your team was rolling. Hunt putting up those big numbers to go along with the rest of the pieces in your lineup. These are the guys that are looking at one and two seeds. But these are also teams that could be falling right now and not putting up as much points on a per week basis because you're not getting the production from Kareem Hunt that you once were. The Kareem Hunt owners, these are owners that Look like they can get picked off. I have a Kareem Hunt team that won seven straight games that's now in the middle of a three-game losing streak. And that's basically because not really getting that big-time production from Hunt anymore. So that's kind of troublesome for those teams. You think he's an all-B1 for 14, 15, and 16, or is he an
2: all-B2? He's a top-12 running back for me, just based on that volume. And, I mean, looking at the production, he has hit a wall, but we also had to temper expectations based on what he did in those first three games. You had to know that he wasn't going to keep up that type of production. Regardless, I think it's still been a very uh, impressive rookie season for Kareem Hunt.
1: Still got some more running backs we want to talk to, get... Uh, Breakdown and discuss coming up on the fantasy football the fantasy football playoff preview with myself, Corey Parsons, the fantasy executive, Frank Stafford. Do you go by the fantasy salad, or that's just the BFF thing? Oh uh, yeah, you call me fantasy salad. I'm cool fantasy salad. I don't, I don't know what that means. Is that like a mixture of fantasy knowledge? Uh, yeah, sure. That's what we'll go with. All right. There you go. A little Italian dressing on top of it,
2: too. <laughs> yeah, a little Italian dressing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shake it up. There you go right there. All right. we come back on the other side, DeMarco Murray, LaShawn McCoy, a couple veteran running backs, let you know what their situation looks like. Also, Aaron Rodgers could be activated week 15. Should he be on your fantasy football playoff roster? Let you know that when we come back. Fantasy football frenzy, fantasy football playoff special right here, FNTSY. Fantasy Football Playoff Special, Fantasy Football Frenzy Edition. Part of the Roto Experts, you already know. Number one brand in the industry. FNTSY, Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive. Frankie Baby, the Fantasy Salad. Yeah. Weeks 14, 15, and 16, special ring to it. Everybody talks about it, but everybody don't get there. But... We're locked in, we're going, and we don't are we gonna go, we're gonna compete, rock it out all the way. Shady McCoy. Where was Shady Shady was an interesting cat back in August. He shot into the top five out of nowhere, and then slowly went back towards the back end. Start to see him in the early second and about early, early part of September. I don't have not one share Shady I didn't like the change in the offense I didn't know where that was going I figured his yards per carry would come down I figured his touchdowns would come down They did But he still has the same amount of volume Same amount of receptions He's getting the goal line work Although not enough touchdowns Weeks 14, 15, and 16 Shady McCoy The Indianapolis Colts The Miami Dolphins and New England Patriots positive schedule, Frank. The thing about it is we don't know what the hell is going on with the quarterback situation. It could be Tyrod Taylor. It could be Peterman. We don't know what that does for this situation, but Peterman brings the whole thing down. Tyrod Taylor, I still think we got a shady and we got a pass catching shady too because Taylor has to get the ball to him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And there are stats that back it up too that when LaShawn McCoy plays with a running quarterback, we've seen that in his career. When he played with a Mike Vick on the Eagles, when he plays with Tyrod Taylor now, yep. His yards per carry do see a spike, so it, that certainly does benefit him, Tyrod Taylor being in there. I think that benefits the whole offense, uh, especially a guy like Charles Clay, right? if we're talking about the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills and, and their receiving options. It's just much better with Tyrod Taylor. If they decide that they want to just blow this thing up then, and they go with Nate Peterman, then yeah, that's going to drag everything else down. Uh, I do like one thing that we heard before the season, though, was Lashawn McCoy could lead this team in receiving. That's exactly what's happening. This is a guy that's going to have over 60 receptions this year. Even at his age, Corey, LeSean McCoy continues to get it done. LeSean McCoy, shady, getting it done. A pair of running backs in Tennessee
1: also have a good schedule. Exotic smash-mouth that crew. DeMarco Murray, Derrick Henry play the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Rams. That's how they finish out week 14, 15, and 16. DeMarco Murray mid-second. Henry probably mid-seventh, mid-six, depending on how risk-averse you are satisfied
2: with that production from these two backs so far? Definitely not, Henry. What about Murray? Yeah, absolutely not. I'm not satisfied with that. DeMarco Murray was, you know, he was another guy that was a borderline first-round pick, Corey, going in the early second round. Uh, this is a guy who's around RB20 right now. This is He's a guy who's returning, you know, low-end RB2 value on the season. I really, really do like that Week 15 matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. Anybody can run against the San Francisco 49ers. Corey, I think if we get you on the field against the San Francisco 49ers, Sorry. we're getting a 100-yard rushing day there. Did you hear how I sounded when I came up the stairs from the bathroom earlier? <laughs> <laughs> you can for yards the I don't know, Frankie, baby. It's going to be tough for me to do that. It's a very volatile situation, yep. though, with Tennessee, man. Like, I know that a lot of teams like to employ this running back by committee now. They don't want to just have one workhorse guy, but I really wish that they would either just let DeMarco Murray go or, or you know, trade one of these guys. I mean, it's probably going to be DeMarco Murray because Derrick Henry has the future there with the team. But, I mean, these are two guys that are eating away at each other's fantasy value. That on any given week they could either return top 12 value or they can finish outside the top 36. Should Henry be
1: anything more than a handcuff in weeks 14, 15, and 16?
2: I don't think so. I don't think that you could depend on it. Maybe that 49ers game if you know, we're thinking that the Titans are going to be up big in that game. Maybe yeah. we see a big fourth quarter out of uh, Derrick Henry because in the big games that we've seen from him, they were in blowout games. They were in games where they had big leads and they're just kind of, you know, they're padding They're padding that lead. They're letting Derrick Henry run wild in the fourth quarter. So I think maybe in that game we're looking at it, but other than that, I mean, how can you trust it?
1: Uh, it's one of the most interesting situations in the fantasy year it came to fruition in about, I believe it was about that week 10 area, something like that, week nine, week 10. We finally saw Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, get his six game suspension now we got Alfred Morris we got Rod Smith Dallas Cowboys actually set up pretty good the New York Giants the Oakland Raiders and then week 16 they get Ezekiel Elliott back for a matchup against Seattle defense that's not the same Seattle defense I just worry about the injuries around the rest of the Cowboys and potential game scripts when it comes to Alfred Morris and Rod Smith let's start right there
2: Yeah, and that's something that's out of our control, too. Mm -hmm. What we really need is for the Cowboys' offensive line to get healthy. If that happens, I mean, even in the two games where Alfred Alfred Morris has played, I mean, this is a guy who's averaging over five yards per carry on the season. So, I mean, we talk a lot about Alfred Morris, not the same running back as he used to be, and I I do agree with that, but he hasn't hasn't run bad so far this season. So I think in those matchups, if we get a healthy offensive line, we could be looking at a top 24 back in standard and half-point PPR leagues. We know that Alfred Morris isn't going to catch the ball out of the back. Backfield. Not his getting not his game. So maybe more of like a flex option in a PPR league, but in standard and half point, if we have a healthy offensive line with him getting the workload there, I think we're looking at a top twenty four back, Corey.
1: All right, now let's get into the Ezekiel Elliott thing. You're on Ezekiel Elliott owner. You're for for the most for the most part, people's trade deadlines have passed already. Yes. Let's say it hasn't passed. If you're one of those top two seeds, if you got to buy in week fourteen, there's a week that you don't need Zeke. Do you make a move to go get him
2: for the championship game? Well, that depends on really how good your team is. Like, obviously, if you if you have a bye week, you're up there. But like, if you're very, very confident in your team, and there's a team that's willing to part with him for next to nothing, then yeah, I think that is a situation that we could look at. I mean, a guy we're going to talk about later on, Aaron Rodgers. This is a guy that can come back in and legitimately win you a championship at championship time, at fantasy championship time. And Ezekiel Elliott is one of those players. All right. What
1: about week sixteen? Do you put him
2: right back in your lineup, Ezekiel Elliott? No doubts about it. Yep. I think as long, as long as he's there, they're they're going to ride him, Corey. You know that as well as anyone. Yeah, I want to get your opinion. Do you, do you agree? Hell, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm
1: doing it. Yeah. If, I say, if he's out there week 16, if he's active. One thing about Zeke, Zeke takes a little while to get going. Zeke is a slow starter, but we're hoping that he's still going to be in game shape. They're playing a bunch of games this season. So as long as he's in game shape, it keeps his body right. Do expect Zeke to hit the ground running in week 16. I don't see no way you cannot put him in your lineup, especially with the kind of workload we expect him to get. Uh, the Miami Dolphins running backs, they have good matchups week 14 15 and 16 versus new england buffalo and kansas city i just don't know which one to play
2: it's a very volatile situation i mean very not to the same extent as the as the tennessee titans i mean they're not as good as a team the offensive line is not nearly as good as tennessee is they don't even have the quarterback that they i mean they're rolling out jay color or matt moore uh depending on injuries and stuff so uh it, they are good matchups i figured i'd throw it out there because i mean you shouldn't drop one of these guys because one of them could still end up emerging as a starter and getting more work. I I really wish that the the Dolphins would just let Kenyon Drake loose. I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't. I mean, they're, they're one of the lowest scoring teams in the NFL, Corey, and part of the reason is that they're stubborn. They want to keep rolling Damian Williams out there. Kenyon Drake is the better player. He's the younger player. You might as well see what you have in the kids. So I think both of these guys are wor- worth holding on to for now. And if we see one of these guys emerge, then at least we know that they have good matchups in the fantasy. Practice.
1: Adam Gase is a miserable human being, Frank. I just it's rough, man. You it's don't, rough. Don't ever let it get that bad. No matter what the situation is, do not let it get as bad to be as miserable a human being as, as, as Adam Gase is. Let's talk about some young running backs. San Francisco 49 is 1-9. Carlos Hyde is the stud, lead dog and remained the lead dog all season. He didn't get traded or anything like that. Should Matt Breida be on a roster of a non-Carlos Hyde owner?
2: In deeper leagues, I think that there are a lot of handcuffs that are better than him. Mm -hmm. But I think in deeper leagues, you should hold him just in case because we've heard this all season long about Carlos Hyde how he's a he's a pending free agent we don't know if he's part of their future plans this regime came in and drafted a Matt Breida they like Matt Breida so down the stretch either if Carlos Hyde gets hurt or he's proving ineffective once again I think given their record I mean they're 1-9 they're trying to see what they have for next year a 12
1: team league you're not the Hyde owner do you do you hold Breida on your playoff roster I would alright good job I would too personally Denver Broncos the wheels fell off literally C.J. Anderson still getting to work but you know he's always volatile when it comes to injury Devontae Booker kind of just eating time back there if you are a non-C.J. Anderson owner I've given Devontae Booker a spot on my roster
2: the entire season I'm not cutting him now am I making a mistake No, you are not. Especially in PPR leagues, Corey, we know that that is an area of the field that he is thriving right now. Uh, We know they like to throw to him. um, And, you know, a a very similar situation. I mean, he's not much younger than C.J. Anderson. We actually spoke about this on the Fantasy BFS recently, is that – CJ Anderson is only 1 year older than Devontae Booker. So they're very close in age, uh but you know, they liked him a lot coming into the preseason. I think he's a guy that should still be on your roster. He's right the now.
1: best pass catcher, he's the best goal line runner. He just doesn't have the opportunities right now and plus you're looking at a team that could very well be quitting in some of these games, especially as we go down the stretch and they really don't have no, nothing much to play for. Elijah McGuire, uh is he worthy of a roster spot in a 12 team league in weeks 14, 15, and 16?
2: In a 12-team league? Probably not. I think he's a deeper league kind of sneaky add uh, just to hold on to. We saw you know, in that in that Tampa Bay game a couple of weeks ago that that we thought Blah Powell was going to have a breakout game. They use Elijah McGuire more, and we've seen that he's not going away throughout the season. So they have some older guys, Matt Forte, Blah Powell. Uh, if those guys get banged up, we know Elijah, uh, Elijah McGuire is a good pass catcher out of the backfield as well. So I wouldn't do it in a 12-team league, but if you're in a 14-team league or deep or something like that, I do think he's a sneaky at
1: One of the people that's going to be hard to get off the field this upcoming weeks 14, 15, and 16 is Indianapolis Colts running back Frank Gore. Frank Gore just likes to play football. as a part of his game. A lot of people are on the kid Marlon Mack, but he's not really getting to work. Weeks 14, 15, and 16, not really the easiest matchups for the Indianapolis Colts, but still, Marlon Mack, a dynamic young player with a lot of speed who can break off big plays. And you want that big... You want. When you're in the fantasy football playoffs, you want those big plays because these games are going to be so tight. Marlon Mack, a reserve on a 12-team league in weeks 14, 15, and 16 for a non-Frank
2: Gore owner. This is a tough one. It's close. I would rank him higher than Elijah Maguire. I think he has more value there. Uh, but very similar to the Adam Gay situation with the Dolphins. I mean, Chuck Pagano's just going to ride his guys, mm. and he's just going to stick with Frank Gore. We've seen that already. He's very stubborn. He doesn't. He doesn't want to just hand it off to uh, the young Marlon Mack yet. So I'd I'd probably lean no. I mean, if you have more than the the standard twelve league team bench, if you have more than five bench spots, something like that, I would say yes. But. If it's a standard, you know, five-man bench, 12-team league, probably don't have Marlon Mack on the roster. I don't see it so
1: much either. Teams with tough matchups going down the stretch of running backs. All you Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery guys, Cleveland Browns, Carolina Panthers, Minnesota Vikings, Orleans wall owners. You got Philadelphia and Arizona in weeks 15 and 16. That's going to be tough. Be right back. Fantasy Football Special. fantasy football frenzy, fantasy football playoff special. Getting you ready for weeks 14, 15, and 16. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. That's the salad. Frankie Stample. Frankie, baby. Alright, Frank. I'm going to run through some of these with you right quick, and then I'm going to turn into some passing attacks. Mike Tolbert. Should he be on? Uh, Should the LaShawn McCoy owner have Mike Tolbert on his roster?
2: Probably not. I think uh, if something were to happen to LaShawn McCoy, I think they're kind of using some kind of committee approach or they're bringing somebody in. I don't think it's just a Mike Tolbert straight-up kind of thing. You might see some Travis Cadet in there as well. Uh, so, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Mike Tolbert. Leonard Fournette owners, they need Chris Ivey, right? I think it's TJ Yeldon. Okay. Yeah, we've seen we've seen an increase in his usage uh, as the season has gone on, and Chris Ivory has not been as effective as he was early on in the season. We do know that the Jaguars are first in the NFL in terms of rush plays this season, fifty one point one percent of the time. So yes, you have to have that Jaguar handcuff. Uh, Shaw Kendrick West for Kareem Hunt owners. Yes, definitely. We we spoke about it. We know Andy Reid likes to run the ball. He likes to run with that with that guy, and we know that you know if anything were to happen to Kareem Hunt. He's not shy about using Charkandrick West in the passing game either. Obviously, Austin Eckler needs to be attached to the hip of Melvin Gordon on us. Yeah, and we, we've seen him battle knee injuries all season as well, so that could flare up at any time. Todd Gurley on what do they do? I'm thinking it's Lance Dunbar. I mean, this was a guy, I know you were excited about him very early in the draft season, and then he got hurt, but, you know, he's returned and kind of uh, taken on that, that second running back role, and we know that he can certainly catch passes out of the backfield as well. Could have some versatility if something were to happen to Todd Gurley. Let's hope not, but... Lance Dunbar is the guy to own there.
1: If you're, Demug, if you're a Doug Martin owner, you're likely not going to the playoffs, but let's just say you <laughs> haven't <to> made it.
2: <laughs> Jaquiz Rogers needs to be on your team. Uh, that would be another messy situation. I mean, I think if any, anything were to happen to Doug Martin, we're not getting a 15-plus rusher there. We're getting you know maybe 10 carries of Peyton Barber. We're getting five carries of Jaquiz. We're getting five of Charles Sims, and with him catching balls out of the backfield. So I don't think that there's any must-own guy, maybe aside from like Charles Sims in a PPR. Uh, on the Buccaneers' running back roster.
1: What about Marshawn Lynch owners? You probably like going to the playoffs either, but you definitely want to have either DeAndre Washington or Jalen Richard?
2: Yeah, I mean, flip a coin. We saw in games where Marshawn Lynch was out this year, you think it's going to be Jalen Richard. it ends up being DeAndre Washington, vice versa. So, I mean, you should own one of them. The question is, which one do you want to own, Corey? There you go. That's, I probably would go, I probably uh, the pass catching back. I think Richard, uh, Richard is uh, is more explosive, so i, I tend yeah. to lean with him. Those, those, those people from up north, we see that
1: and we say Richard, when you're in the bayou, though, that's Rashard. <laughs> yes, it is. Not from the bayou, though. All right, let's get it in. Yo, you, Frank, you know what I'm thinking about doing next year, to be honest with you? Not not across the board, but in some of my leagues, especially leagues that employ six points for the passing touchdown, I think I'm going to become a quarterback snob next year.
2: Yeah? You're going to draft one early? We usually tell people don't draft quarterback early. You're going to do the opposite? You're going to zig when other people are zagging? I'm going to be in six-point passing touchdown league. I think I'm
1: going to the, the quarterback. Not Not across the board, but on some teams I'm going to the quarterback snob
2: i could see it you know what's crazy we've, we've had a lot of down performance in the quarterback position this year Corey. and we've seen a lot of guys step up and now they're inside the top 10 inside the top 12 so i mean i can counter your point with saying every single year we find quarterbacks that are drafted outside the top 12 who end up finishing inside the top 12 there's always a guy who breaks out last year it was dak prescott this year we've been spoiled we have jared goff we have carson wentz we have alex smith all three of those guys have been our top twelve quarterbacks right now at this point in the season. I got two
1: teams where I'm stashing Aaron Rodgers for the playoffs run. Aaron Rodgers can return to action in week fifteen. It just so happens in week fifteen and sixteen, he gets the Carolina Panthers on the road. Then he's home for Minnesota. He still is Aaron Rodgers, but those are still two of the top
2: divas in the NFL. Am
1: I making a mistake holding on to Aaron Rodgers for weeks fifteen and sixteen if he's
2: healthy? No, you're not. And he's a guy who's matchup proof. we see that with guys like him, Tom Brady. I mean, at any given moment, even in a tough matchup, this guy could go out there and throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. So uh, it's actually something that I would condone doing. You asked me about Ezekiel Elliott early on. Same Corey, thing. Uh, you know, if you're one of those teams with a bye week or you have a good record right now, you know you're very confident about your team making it to that semifinal. Aaron Rodgers is a guy that you should be stashing right now. I think, you know, if they bring him back in week 15, it's because he's healthy. They're not going to rush him back. So, if he's healthy and they bring him back in week 15, I expect big production production out of him.
1: What about David Johnson? I'm well, off. Uh, I'm off. I'm out. The ship is safe. I
2: don't I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I mean, so either. We keep getting more reports that, you know, he doesn't have a much mobility in his wrist right now. It's look looking very iffy and the Cardinals continue to lose games. They brought in Adrian Peterson. You might as well just ride out what you got the, this ship with what you have right now don't rush back David Johnson I mean that is the cornerstone of your franchise right now and would you would you have the audacity to roster
1: Josh Gordon for a playoff run I
2: would and, I, and I'm condoning it would you I, put him in the lineup in week 15 I wouldn't do it the first week he's back obviously you gotta see what he does but yeah. I know in that week 14 matchup Corey he's going up against the Green Bay Packers they can get the get that Green thug. Bay Packers secondary that has been atrocious all year they don't have a lot of talent back there they're very young inexperienced so you know, you see Josh Gordon come back in Week 13, see what he can do. But then, you know, we're getting the Green Bay Packers for that playoff run. I mean, if if he if he shows us anything in that Week 13 matchup you might be able to start them with some kind of confidence, man. I, I like it as a
1: deep stash. All right, let's talk about these wide receivers and how they can help you throughout your stretch run fantasy football playoffs. Let's start with the combination of Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper for the Oakland Raiders. Weeks 14, 15, and 16, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Those are plus matchups right there, even though – Throughout the course of the regular season, the two players, nor Derek Carr, have been living up to expectations.
2: Yeah, I mean, these are two more players where if you drafted them, you might not even be making it to the fantasy championship, Corey. But if you were able to squeak by with these guys, we've seen the kind of upside that a guy like Amari Cooper has. When he faced the Kansas City Chiefs earlier on in the season, that was his huge blow up game. So that's one of the matchups there. Again, I'm sorry about your Dallas Cowboys, but the secondary has not lived up to so expectations this year. It's not court.
1: over yet, Frank. It's not over
2: yet. It's All not right. over yet. But the, but the secondary has, yeah, we'll say it's been inconsistent the at Jet times. Jet fan talking season. trash to me? What the hell is going on? I know. How right? the mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> but these are these are very good matchups if, you, if you've managed, managed to make it this far with those Raiders wide receivers. Devin Funch, Devin Funch is uh,
1: another guy that's on that radar as a
2: 2017
1: breakout player when he got the job to himself, Carolina Panther wide receiver. Weeks 15, he gets the Green Bay Packers. Week 16, he gets the ever so torchable Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I love it for Devin Funches going down the stretch. He's a guy that's going to be in that conversation along with Adam Thielen as 2017's breakout guy.
2: Yeah, and I like it, too. A lot of people will look at Greg Olsen coming in, uh, and they'll look at it as a bad thing. This is not a bad thing. Greg Olson coming in, that's another player that defenses have to focus on. And he's a tight end. That's linebackers trying to focus on him. That's safeties, you know, being drawn away from Devin Funches to try and focus in on, try and stop Greg Olson. Devin Funches is the number one wide receiver in this offense right now. We know the type of upside that he has, not to mention, Looks like Cam Newton's finally getting healthy, man. Looks like he's getting that arm back. I like him a lot, especially, you know, I've been torching the the, the Packers secondary all day, and I'm going to continue to do so. They've been bad. I really like him in that week. 15 and 16 against Packers in Tampa Bay. Keenan Allen, weeks
1: 14, uh, 15 and 16, the Washington football team, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the New York Jets. It sets up nice. Now, we haven't seen that... Keenan Allen dominate targets like he used to, but he still has the good match, good matchups and I don't think there's no way that he can be on your bench. If you got Keenan Allen, you got an asset. If you don't have him, he might be a player that you might be able to buy.
2: Yeah, I think Anthony Lynn coming in has really kind of it's really fluctuated this offense this year. I mean, they were they were a very high-scoring offense last year and we thought that that was going to continue. But we know Anthony Lynn likes to run the ball. Keenan Allen needs to get back to having those big targets, and when he does, we know the type of explosiveness that he can have. Uh, You look at the Washington matchup in Week 14. Don't be scared of Josh Norman because they move Keenan Allen all over over the field. They'll find creative ways to get him involved, and if he's moving in the slot, we've already seen it before. Josh Norman is a guy who stays on his side of the field, not necessarily going to shadow players, certainly not going to go into the slot. So I'm not scared of that. I'm very excited about Keenan Allen down the stretch. Sterling Shepard
1: now number one wide receiver of New York Giants. Odell Beckham obviously. earlier in the season. He's gone for the year. he be back. You have him for your fantasy football team in 2018. Sterling Shepard, the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Arizona Cardinals down the stretch. But I worry about quarterback play and maybe even, dare I say, a possible Eli Manning benching.
2: Yeah, that could happen. You know, they drafted uh, the Davis Webb young quarterback quarterback might want to see what they have in him with the, the season out of reach now. Uh, and certainly Shepard has to be healthy. We have to pay attention to that too. So, I mean, this is, I think this was something worth mentioning because we've seen the kind of upside that he can have. So if you still have him on your team, you know, even if he misses a few games here, don't go ahead and drop him or anything because we know the type of upside he has in these good matchups in week 14, 15, and 16.
1: Also, the Miami Dolphins wide receivers, uh, Jarvis Landry, who we all slept on in the, in, in the draft season. Devontae Parker, who we all overrated in the draft season. And then Kenny Stills, who's Matt Moore's BFF. They get the New England Patriots, the Buffalo Bills, and that Kansas City Chiefs. We keep coming back to the Kansas City Chiefs. as a common thread. You go against the Kansas City Chiefs, your wide receivers put up big numbers. What do you think about this trio? They have quarterback situations too with Cutler and
2: Moore and Gase is a miserable guy. You never know. Jarvis Landry is my must-start. It doesn't matter to no me. No doubt about I, that. I think, you know, he's top 15, wide receiver, uh, PPR. I mean, even if you're looking at standard, this guy, the guy is scoring touchdowns this year. And it's crazy to say, at this point, we're talking about Kenny Stills' greater sign, Devontae Parker. I mean, he's making plays down the field. They're just It's just not happening for Devontae Parker. If Kenny Sills is still out there in any of your leagues looking at these matchups, he's a guy that can help you win championships. I really do believe that in the last couple of weeks, Corey. A couple
1: of guys that probably will not be able to help you win championships because the schedule doesn't dictate it, not to mention the fact, I, and I hate, to put, I hate to start my man D-Hop, because you put D-Hop in your lineup every week, but he gets the Jacksonville Jaguars Jackson 5 in week 15 in the Pittsburgh Steelers, who also already Burns and that crew also getting the job done. D-Hop, Tom Savage, listen to targets will be there, but very tough
2: opponents going down the stretch. Could see a dip from D Hop. Yeah, unfortunately I think we're going to have to temper expectations in those matches. But match-ups. you can't sit him though. No, you can't. I mean, he's, mad. we've seen it already. I mean in matchups against Patrick Peterson, he could still do his thing. So even in those tougher games we say this about the best players in fantasy. Yep. That they can excel even in the toughest matchups. So it was worth bringing up that DeAndre Hopkins has tough matchups, maybe to temper expectations, but he's still in your lineup
1: no matter what. No matter what. T.Y. Hilton, on the other hand, may not be in your lineup. Week 14, he gets Buffalo. Week 15, Denver at home, which he plays better. Week 16, on the road in Baltimore. Baltimore very well could be getting ready for a playoff a playoff run at that point. Amazing as that sounds. With, I'm I'm going to play matchups with Hilton. Hilton is not a rock-holler guy
2: in my lineup. No, he's not. And normally we talk about must-start wide receivers, to me that's a top 24 wide receiver. I don't consider T.Y. Hilton a top 24 wide receiver at this point in the season. Robbie Anderson is my guy. He's made uh, my, my guy, your guy. He's helped Robbie Anderson has
1: helped me get to the playoffs in a lot of my leagues Weeks 14, 15, and 16 though Denver Broncos, the New Orleans Saints, and the Los Angeles Clippers Psych, the Los Angeles Chargers Robbie Anderson may not be seeing too many playoff rosters Still want to talk some weather Let you know some other things you need to know to get ready For the Fantasy Football Playoffs It's the Fantasy Executive in the Salad Fantasy Football Frenzy, part of Roto Experts, Fantasy Football Playoff Special, the exec in the salad, Frankie Baby. When we talk about kicker, we didn't didn't mention James Conner, obviously James Conner, the Hancock of Le'Veon Bell. I don't know if they play the Bengals again or not, but be careful um, when that takes place because you never know how they try to come after my son Le'Veon Bell. You should have Connor on your team already anyway though So that shouldn't be something new Weather The only thing that I look at at playoff weather Is this time of year I do prefer a kicker In a dome I want my kicker to be in a dome I don't want the wind, I don't want the snow When I'm trying to win my fantasy football championship
2: I want to get me a kicker in a
1: dome You have anything that's cool with you?
2: Uh, no, I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. you don't want to mess with the elements. That certainly makes sense. I mean, especially, you know, at this point in the season, uh, we get a lot of heavy wind gusts and mm. snow and rain and all this stuff. Sleet, you don't want to mess with that. So I, I agree with you. We get some guys in the Dome here. Uh, Will Lutz comes to mind playing yep. in New Orleans in the Superdome. Uh, Kai Forbath playing with Minnesota as well. So we know he's performed so far this season. Uh, Matt Bryan as well playing in Atlanta. So those are a few that come to mind that play inside the Dome. All right. Now, um, Quarterbacks. If you're not a quarterback
1: snob and you play the streaming game, some interesting names. I want to start with Tyrod Taylor. Weeks 14, 15, and 16, the Colts, the Dolphins, and the Pats. We just don't know if he's going to be the quarterback.
2: Yeah, that's the biggest issue, and we, we say this all the time about uh, Tyrod Taylor. He gets disrespected for fantasy football. He gets disrespected in real football as well. I mean, not even the Bills like him, so... Yeah. Look, he the pro- pills of all teams. He provides a safe floor in fantasy because of that rushing production. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. So what? He doesn't throw for 300 yards. He's going to
1: run for 60.
2: Even if he throws for, for 200 yards and two touchdowns, but he runs for 60, I mean, those 60 rushing yards... That's equivalent to like 150 passing yards. So, I mean, we're not getting a lot of quarterbacks on for 350 yards nowadays. So because of that kind of floor that he provides, if he's the quarterback with these kind of matchups that he has, maybe he doesn't have the upside of like a QB1 or a top three quarterback, but he's going to be in that, you know, 8 to 12 back end, you know, reliable every single week fantasy quarterback. Can you win a championship with him? I think you can. We say a lot roster construction. If you put him on a team where your only deficiency is a quarterback, but you're built everywhere else, yeah, you can win a championship with him.
1: Big Ben, I was going, I was going to trade. I'm a Dak Prescott owner in one of the leagues that I got going to the playoffs. I got somebody hounding me down for Big Ben. The way Prescott is trending right now, I can't trade Big Ben, can I? Down the stretch, weeks 14, 15, and sixteen, he has a tough matchup against Baltimore, but that's World War Three. Those two teams are used to it. Then New England and Houston.
2: Yeah, I really, really like those matchups. And this is a question I've actually got from, you know, some people on Twitter, you know, asking, should I trade Dak Prescott away for Big Ben? I think it's very close, but I still got to lean with Dak Prescott, man. I know it's been ugly, but I think as the offensive line gets healthy, everything around him, I just still think that he he's much safer than Big Ben. We've seen volatility where, okay, Big Ben could go off for, for 30 points. He could throw for four touchdowns. But he could also give you one of these duds, and you don't want that in the fantasy championship, man.
1: You're right about that. I forgot about those big Ben duds. Don't forget they're out there, especially if he's a if he is at somewhere. If he's at Pittsburgh, it's cool. If he's at Houston, it might be a brilliant matchup. Also, good matchups going down the stretch. Alex Smith has the Raiders, the Clippers, and the Miami Dolphins. The Clippers, of course, being the Chargers. Phil Rivers also has good matchups with D.C., Kansas City, and the New York Jets. Carson Wentz maybe our league MVP the Rams the Giants in Oakland Carson Wentz got is probably going to be on some championship rosters
2: yeah he might be the fantasy MVP too Corey I mean we, we know the touchdown rate is crazy right right now maybe not sustainable for next year but damn it's, it's been a fun year for Carson Wentz and his fantasy owners Corey 14, 15, and 16, they're not guaranteed. But if you are
1: going in that direction, hopefully we helped you set your lineups right, get everything ready so you can be a fantasy football championship. Champion, excuse me. We helped you start the journey way back in July. Now we bring you all the way home for the Fantasy Salad. Frankie Stanford. I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. We out.